Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast is sponsored by my friends over at ShopC60.com. If you haven't heard of Carbon 60 or otherwise called C60 before, it is a powerful Nobel Prize winning antioxidant that helps to optimize mitochondrial function, fights inflammation, and neutralizes toxic free radicals. I'm a huge fan of using C60 in conjunction with a healthy lifestyle to support your immune system, help your body detox, and increase energy and mental clarity. If you are over the age of 40 and you'd like to kick fatigue and brain fog to the curb this year, visit shopc60.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS for 15% off your first order and start taking back control over your health today. The products I use, I use their C60 in organic MCT coconut oil. They have it in various different flavors. They also have sugar-free gummies that are made with allulose and monk fruit. They also have carbon 60 and organic avocado and extra virgin olive oil. When it's combined with these fats, it absorbs more effectively. And carbon 60 is great as a natural energizing tool because it really helps your mitochondria optimize your energy production. Now, if you take it late at night, for some individuals, it may seem a little bit stimulating. So that's why we recommend taking it earlier in the day, and it will give you that great energy, that great great mental clarity that you want all day long. It will help reduce the effects of oxidative stress and aging and really help you thrive. So again, guys, go to shopc60.com. Use the coupon code JOCKERS to save 15% off your first order, and start taking back control of your health today. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're talking all about nitric oxide and its important role in endothelial function, allowing for good blood flow into all the major regions of our body, which is really critical for tissue healing, for the lymphatic system, for nerve health, hormonal health, cognition, libido. I mean, pretty much everything. Nitric oxide plays a really important role in it. And most doctors really never look at nitric oxide levels when people start to have chronic symptoms, but nitric oxide may be at the root. And we brought on a guest today, Beth Shirley. She's a registered pharmacist, a certified clinical nutritionist. She's developed a unique expertise as both a pharmacist and certified clinical nutritionist during a distinguished 40 plus year career. Since 2009, Beth has worked in close collaboration with some of the world's leading thought leaders in the field of nitric oxide research. Through this, she's developed an in-depth knowledge on the topic and its potential beneficial applications in multiple aspects of patient care. And she's currently the executive director of the Berkeley Life Scientific Advisory Board and a wealth of knowledge when it comes to nitric oxide. So without further ado, we are going to go into the show. And if you've not left us a five-star review, now's the time to do that. Just go to Apple iTunes, wherever you listen to the podcast, leave us a five-star review. That helps us reach more people and impact more lives with this message. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for being a part of our community. 
and let's go into the show. Well, hey, Beth, great to connect with you here. And uh, really, my, you know, my my audience has been asking a lot of questions when it comes to nitric oxide. It's uh, something that more and more research has been going into this nitric oxide pathway in the body. And let's let's really explore that in great detail. Let's start by just kind of breaking down what nitric oxide is in the body and uh, its its important roles. Sure. Thanks for having me. So nitric oxide is just a molecule of nitrogen and a molecule of oxygen. But this molecule touches every single physiological process, every single one of them. It governs circulation and microcirculation, which allows all your nutrients, your glucose, oxygen to get to the cells, and just as importantly, the, the taking away of the debris. It's important for learning, memory, our kidneys that filter everything, our eyes. It gets all our hormones started. The hypothalamus needs nitric oxide in order to make gonadotropin-releasing hormone, which then goes on to make your FSH and your LH. It's important for our immune system, one of our first defenses against pathogens. It's important for healthy lungs. It's important for sex, which most people kind of, kind of, you know, know about that part of nitric oxide. Yeah, I would say that's probably the most well-known is its impact, particularly on erectile function. And that's because, you know, there's a part of it that has, that plays a role in improving the endothelial lining of the blood vessels. So you have that better circulation, but most people don't know things like immune function and its role as kind of a messenger to help stimulate production of certain hormones. Right. Right. Neurotransmitters. It's, it touches everything. So you've got to have healthy circulation and microcirculation. All the exchange takes place down on that microcapillary level. So that's got to be open and functioning in order for these cells to be fed. Cells can't be more than two cells away from a, a micro functioning microcapillary. And if they, they are, then they're not going to be fed their nutrients. And yeah. see, that's that's one of the, the things now that's such so critical in today's post-viral, post-jab world. Because the spike protein is actually depleting the nitric oxide even more. And nitric oxide governs platelet activation and aggregation, clotting. So you're depleting this nitric oxide even more. And so you're increasing this little microclots. Yeah. So therefore, you're not creating good balance in the blood volume, you're creating more viscous thicker blood because you've got more platelet aggregation going on. Right. Yeah. And in those little microcapillaries, they're only big enough for like one red blood cell to get through at a time. Hmm. So if they're clotting up, they're not getting through and you've got this little, you know, clot set up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so let's talk about some of the nitric oxide synthase enzymes, right? There's three main enzymes. Can you kind of break those down in the roles of each of those? Sure. There's NOS1 is neuronal NOS, and this plays a, a big role in the central nervous system. So then there's NOS2, INOS, inducible NOS. This NOS 
gets upregulated by inflammatory reactions, infections. And then there's ENOS, NOS3, endothelial NOS, and this NOS lines all of those blood vessels. So the, the NOS and the ENOS, these NOS, they, they produce the nitric oxide in spurts, unlike the INOS that kind of gets upregulated under inflammatory conditions. And that just um, can produce you know, large quantities of nitric oxide. However, to be able to make this nitric oxide, these NOS enzymes have to be coupled. So NOS enzyme is a dimer, and it's held together by BH4, tetrahydrobiopterin. So under oxidative stress or inflammatory conditions, a lot of times that BH4 is oxidized to BH2, so the NOS becomes uncoupled. So when NOS is uncoupled, it's a superoxide producer, not a nitric oxide mm. producer. So in some of these instances where they say that, you know, the NOS is being stimulated, well, is it coupled and is it really producing nitric oxide? Or is it producing more superoxide and making more oxidative stress and causing more inflammation like that way? Because superoxide is one of the most powerful free radicals that we produce. It creates a lot of destruction in the body. And so if it's uncoupled, if the, the uh, I guess, the, the inducible nitric oxide is uncoupled, then it's going to ramp up the amount of superoxide production, the overall amount of oxidative stress that the body is encountering. Right. All, all of the NOS, if it becomes uncoupled. It just, Any one it, of them. Yeah. It's a superoxide generator, right, which then causes yeah. more inflammation. Right, right. And so you said that first one is the neuronal uh, NOS, right? It plays a role with the, the nervous system. And you've got mm -hmm. the inducible. And you said that goes up when there's chronic stress, infection, uh, or other things, maybe toxins that are helping to drive up inflammation. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. And then the third one is the endothelial NOS, which plays a role. That's the one that we think of when we think of dilating the blood vessels. And it also plays a role in lymphatic function as well, correct? Right. Right. Lines all those lymphatic tissues. So when you're nitric oxide deficient, your lymph's not moving either. Yeah. yeah. Most people don't don't remember that part too. That yeah, yeah. Yeah. Clears it, a lot of toxins. And if you're nitric oxide mm. deficient, not only are you not clearing them, you know, through your kidneys, through your your blood, you're not clearing them through your lymph either. Yeah, that's so important to know because lymphatic function is is critical when it comes to overall health. And so for a lot of people, when they're under stress, you were talking about how that will drive up that inducible uh, NAS expression. Can you can you kind of go through that pathway again? Well, actually, stress uncouples the NAS enzyme. Mm, okay. Okay. So, so it's an uncoupling agent. Yeah. yeah. So stress increases oxidative stress. So it's uncoupling that, that NOS enzyme. So that's why when we're stressed, we get sick easier. 
because that INOS is uncoupled mm. and making your nitric oxide to attack the pathogens. When we're stressed, we have more cardiovascular complications, more high blood pressure, more strokes, more MIs, because it's uncoupling that ENOS. Mm. Okay. And is that the same thing that infections and toxins are doing? Are they uncoupling it as well? Yes, they are. They are. And so um, a lot of, like a lot of times when you, you read all these studies and they talk about how um, all of these toxins and the, these infections, they're, in, they're stimulating NOS. In particular, INOS. And they talk about a molecule that's called peroxynitrite. Right. So peroxynitrite is a molecule of nitric oxide and superoxide. However, and then they, they blame all this tissue damage on this peroxynitrite molecule. However, you know, they can't even measure peroxynitrite. They, they are measuring a molecule called nitrotyrosine, and they are just assuming that peroxynitrite was there. But there's other molecules that can nitrosate tyrosine. So the nitric oxide scavenges the superoxide, because only a, a free, free radical can scavenge another free radical. However, Peroxynitrite is O-N-O-O. -O. Nitrate is N-O-3. So in fact, there are studies showing that 90 to 95% of the peroxynitrite isomerizes to nitrate, which is inert. So there's other, it, it's, I think it's from the increased oxidative stress and the inflammation that's causing these issues, not necessarily from the increase of nitric oxide. Mm. Yeah, so that's important to know because basically the, the inflammatory process is going to uncouple the nitric oxide, which is then going to cause more oxidative stress to build up in the system. It's like a vicious cycle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And what are some signs that like, what are some, some signs and symptoms that somebody may have that could clue them in that they are not coupling their nitric and producing nitric oxide at adequate levels? Any kind of, any kind of chronic issue, your NOS will be uncoupled. Age, by the time you're 40, that NOS is only functioning about 50%. By the time we're 60, it's only functioning about 15%. Hmm. Lack of exercise. EMF, and we're swimming in the sea of EMF, hmm. increases oxidative stress, uncouples that NOS. Medications, antibiotics, azole antifungals that are used a lot for, for mold issues. And like the SSRI and antidepressants, birth control pills. So that's why they don't like women over the age of 35, you know, taking the birth control pills, and especially if you're a smoker. NSAIDs, your ibuprofen, naproxen, and PPIs. Mm. PPIs interfere with the production of nitric oxide through both pathways. 
through that NOS enzyme and the nitrate to nitrite to nitric oxide path. Stress, big one, stress, uncouples that NOS enzyme. Genetic SNPs, you know, you might have some NOS SNPs. Any SNPs in, in like the oxidative stress pathway. If you've got any MTHFR SNPs, you are by definition nitric oxide deficient, and that's about 40% of us. Because when you've got some MTHFR SNPs, you're not able to, to make that BH4 adequately. And remember that BH4 is what couples that NOS. So that's why supporting the nitrate to nitrite to nitric oxide pathway is so critical. Because not only are you increasing nitric oxide through that pathway, the nitrates help they increase the production of an enzyme that makes your BH4. So you're helping to recouple that NOS. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about that pathway. Nitrates are something we get from our diet, something that we can consume in different foods. Can you break down that, that pathway and the different foods, for example, that are high in nitrates? Sure. We consume the nitrates. They get absorbed. They circulate around. They get concentrated in the salivary glands. Salivary glands release a nitrate. We've got good bacteria on, on the back of our tongue in the crypts that can reduce that nitrate to nitrite. We swallow the nitrite in the acidic environment of the stomach some of that nitrite gets reduced further to nitric oxide. Here's your protection against E. coli, H. pylori. But most of the nitrite gets absorbed and acts like a nitric oxide donor molecule. So different tissue can take that nitrite and make nitric oxide on an as-needed basis. Like when you're exercising, those myoglobin in the muscles can reduce nitrite to nitric oxide to increase that circulation there. The electron transport chain can reduce nitrite to nitric oxide on an as-needed basis, like under hypoxic conditions, to help open up those little microcapillaries in order to allow oxygen to get to the cells. So, that, so what are the main foods that we're consuming with nitrates? Um, arugula has yeah. the highest nitrate mm. without any oxalate issues. Right, low oxalate, yep. Right. But spinach does, uh, celery, beets, bok choy, butter lettuce, a lot of those dark green leafy vegetables are high in nitrates. But arugula is kind of the magic one because you don't have to worry about any any oxalate issues mm. there. Because a lot of people that do have some chronic issues, they're not clearing those oxalates easily. Yeah, yeah it makes a lot of sense. And so when we're looking at it, we're eating foods like that, and then our bacteria on our tongue um, are, are helping break down the nitrate to nitrite right. compound. And then... The nitrite goes into our stomach. We got to have good stomach acid, and that acidity helps with the conversion into nitric oxide. Right. So that that's why those PPIs, mm. the PPIs, 
interfere with that nitrate to nitrite to nitric oxide pathway. Yeah, those are proton pump inhibitors. And basically, they block your ability to produce stomach acid. Right. But they also increase the production of a molecule called ADMA, asymmetric dimethylarginine, which inhibits that NOS enzyme. Hmm. So th those, those drugs, those were one of the first things I'd get people off of. When they were first put on the market, they like insurance only paid for like a six-week supply. And now they've been on the market for a couple decades. They're over the counter. People have been taking them for years and years. Hmm. And they're causing all kinds of issues. Yeah. And let's talk about like people take, for example, a lot of people use mouthwash and different things like that. How does that impact the bacteria in our mouth that are helping us with this nitrate to nitrite conversion? So anything that interferes with your microbiome. Hmm. Any antiseptic mouthwash, some fluoride toothpaste. Fluoride is antibacterial. If you're using some whitening toothpaste, the hydrogen peroxide, antibacterial. So anything that's interfering with your microbiome can interfere with that reduction of nitrate to nitrite. So mm. and if you've yeah. got dysbiosis of your gut, you know, all of our microbiomes are connected. You know, if you've got dysbiosis of the gut, you know, there might be some dysbiosis of your oral microbiome. However, the beautiful thing about nitrate supplementation is with continued nitrate supplementation, you are rebuilding your microbiome. Mm -hmm. The gut, the mouth, the skin, the brain, the urinary tract. Everywhere there's a microbiome, nitrate helps build up that. Yeah, it's good to know. So we obviously we want to be eating those foods. And then let's talk about there's different ways of boosting nitric oxide. Um, I mean, from a supplement perspective, there's a lot of nitric oxide products out there that have the amino acid L-arginine in them. And then of course, there's other products. Um, like I know Berkeley Life has. Uh, I know, I know, uh, I have a, a particular product that has nitrates, potassium nitrate in it. Um, and so it's kind of like the direct nitrate form. What's the different pathways there for forming nitric oxide through the L-arginine pathway and then also through the nitrate pathway? When you're giving arginine or citrulline, which mm -hmm. our body makes arginine out of, and you've got somebody with a chronic issue and they've got uncoupled NOS, there's no way you can make more nitric oxide. Mm. Okay. Most of the studies using arginine showing an increase in nitric oxide were done on young male fit athletes whose NOS is coupled. Mm -hmm. And see, arginine has multiple pathways that can go down. It's not just your NOS enzyme. So if it can't go to that NOS enzyme because it's uncoupled, then you're going to be increasing your ADMA, that molecule asymmetric dimethylarginine that's connected to all cause mortality. You can be increasing your ammonia. You can be increasing your urea. All of these things that we don't necessarily want to increase. 
So citrulline is a little better choice than arginine. However, you're still trying to make a dysfunctional, uncoupled NOS enzyme work. You know, and it's just not going to. Mm. So supporting that nitrate to nitrite to nitric oxide pathway is the way to go. And and with your product, too, that's got arugula in it. Yeah. Not, not yep. beef. And it also has a little bit of activated folate. Mm-hmm. And that, remember, I talked about if you had any MTHFR SNPs, you're by definition nitric oxide deficient because you're not making your BH4. So it's got a little bit of that activated folate to help you make your BH4 to help recouple that NOS, decreasing oxidative stress and inflammation. Yeah, that makes sense. And then it's also got vitamin C in there. What's the role of vitamin C? Vitamin C, the ultimate antioxidant, as well as vitamin C makes sure that none of those nitrates or nitrites are making nitrosamines. Because mm. all it takes is, you know, just a little bit of antioxidants and nitrosamines will not be formed. Right. So that helps with the coupling process. Right. Correct. Because vitamin C actually is the only molecule that can take BH3 back to BH4. Mm -hmm. So BH4, when when it uses that electron, it goes down to BH3 and then oxidizes further to BH2. But vitamin C is the only molecule that can take BH3 back to BH4. I just wanted to take a moment and interrupt this podcast to tell you about Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex. Vitamin C is a critical compound when it comes to supporting a healthy immune system. It's powerful for the immune system, but it's also really good for your skin, really good for energy. Most people don't realize this, but it actually plays a very important role in energy production. And again, for skin health as well, joint health, there's so many things that vitamin C supports our body in. And what I love about Paleo Valley's Essential C is it's a really powerful pure vitamin C supplement. And unlike most vitamin Cs, it contains zero synthetic ingredients that were created in a lab. Instead, it's made from three of the most potent whole food sources of vitamin C on the planet. So nothing weird in there, just food. Guys, check them out at paleovalley.com forward slash jockers to save 15% off. If you're looking for a great vitamin C to support your immune system, your skin, and your energy, go to paleovalley.com forward slash jockers to save 15% off the essential C complex. Yeah, super important there. And then also, what is the role of magnesium and potassium in proper... Uh, nitric oxide function? Well, the p- potassium is from the potassium nitrate. Yeah. Potassium is really good for the heart. Mm-hmm. It's it's not too much. Okay. Magnesium, our body's own relaxer. So for stress, tension, um, high blood pressure, headaches, magnesium, the miracle molecule too. Yeah, it plays such an important role with all of that. Plays an important role with with proper endothelial function too. Helps kind of relax the the muscular component. It's our body's own calcium channel blocker. 
Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And so a lot of people out there, again, are taking the arginine. They're, they're trying to take L-arginine to get the nitric oxide benefits. And what you were saying is, well, if you're under this sort of inflammation stress cycle of uh, uncoupling the, <clears throat> the nitric oxide uh, or uncoupling the BH4, then you're not going to get any sort of benefit from taking that L-arginine. And then there are a whole lot of other potential downstream negative effects that you might get from L-arginine. I know when I think about L-arginine, I think I know viruses, they, they love L-arginine. Exactly. And um, this is why typically when somebody's on an antiviral diet, we try to reduce arginine in the diet um, and increase lysine um, because that helps to inhibit viral replication in, in the system. Right. And so for taking in more supplemental arginine, may be predisposing and, and hurting our immune system. Right. And having an arginine deficiency in our diets is, is really rare. Mm -hmm. Right. It's easy to get in the diet. The amount of arginine needed to bind to the NOS enzyme is really, really low. Mm -hmm. And it's really rare for somebody to have an outright arginine deficiency. Yeah, super important to know. Yeah. Now, what are the best ways to test? Like how how could somebody test their nitric oxide levels? Are there any obviously are there direct tests and are there indirect tests? Like even like markers like for example, things like homocysteine, does that play a role? Does uh erythrocyte sedimentation rate or the ESR, does that play a role and and can that kind of give an indication depending on what those levels are of perhaps what's happening with this nitric oxide pathway. Right. If you see a high homocysteine or a high HSCRP, you know mm -hmm. there's inflammation and oxidative stress. So you know you're not making your nitric oxide because the NOS will be uncoupled. If you there they we do have some some nitric oxide test strips. These are saliva test strips which are testing the nitrite concentration of your saliva. So this will show your body's ability to take that nitrate and, and make it into nitrite, the immediate precursor to nitric oxide. So usually you can do, um, you can eat your big arugula salad mm -hmm. or, you know, take a couple capsules of a supplement and then about an hour later, hour and a half later, retest. Like test initially just to look to see where you are. About an hour, hour and a half later, retest. And you will be able to see your ability to start reducing that nitrate to nitrite. Yeah. So it's, it's called a GRIS reagent that's on the strip. And this is the same kind of reagent they use in all the studies to look for, for nitrite. So that's a salivary test. Right. Yeah. Where can people access that? Probably on your website. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't believe we offer that. I'll have to, uh, oh. maybe by the time we have this recording, we'll, oh, we'll offer it. You will. Yeah, take a look at that. You will. You um, yeah, because it's great to have a simple home test that people can do, especially to look at a pre-post. Yeah. Now... You were talking about eating that big arugula salad. So we want to make sure, obviously, that we're getting, we're prioritizing 
these nitrates in the diet. So a lot of these good plant-based foods, but not getting too many oxalates. You know, that's why we mentioned the arugula as opposed to, for example, spinach or beet, which would be higher in oxalates. And so not that you can't consume those at all, but try to limit your consumption and, and focus more of the arugula, which you said is number one source when it comes to getting the nitrates in the diet. It's also what we use in the nitric oxide powder product as well is an arugula based right. um, where we have the potassium nitrate coming from that. Hmm. Correct. So we're getting, so we're trying to get it from our diet and then we want to make sure we're getting just electrolytes in general, B vitamins. You had mentioned um, 5-methyl tetrahydrofolate, um, which we have in the, in the supplement, which is basically the methylated form of folate. And so again, if somebody has MTHFR uh, gene mutation, then they want to get that pre-methylated form. So you should be looking for that. If you're taking supplements, um, but also, you know, just in general, trying to consume B vitamin rich foods, which arugula happens to be one of those as well, mm -hmm. right? And a food that's rich in folate and active folate. Yep. Yep. And so we want to make sure we're doing that, getting the vitamin C. So somebody might use lemon juice, for example, on their big salad, right? Are you a fan of that? Yes. Yeah. And yep. most, um, most of the, the foods actually have, you know, th their own antioxidants. Right. Yeah. Right. So they help just naturally with helping support that nitrate to nitrate to nitrite and then the nitric oxide pathway. Um, and so we're consuming healthy foods like that. We're taking a supplement. Um, what other lifestyle strategies can we be doing to help support the the uh, nitric oxide pathway? Um, don't put your phone up to your ear. Mm. Uh, turn off the Wi-Fi at night. This EMF is decimating our nitric oxide production. So this EMF stimulates this enzyme called NADPH oxidase. So this NADPH oxidase only job is to make superoxide. So remember when you're making that superoxide, increasing the oxidative stress, mm. that uncouples that NOS. So, you know, just whatever you can do to, to mm. cut down on some of that EMF because it's everywhere. Yeah, one great thing is to get a switch for your Wi-Fi and be able to turn that off at night, like times when you really don't need it, not using it throughout the day, uh, switch it off. And then throughout the day, like you mentioned, you know, if you're using it, you keep it away from your body. Right. And try like glyphosate. Glyphosate mm. uncouples that NOS. Mm. Yeah, glyphosate is is the herbicide that's pretty much in everything, Roundup Ready uh, herbicide. And so it's really hard to avoid, but the more you can go organic with the food you're consuming, getting water filtration, obviously not having your landscaping people uh, spraying Roundup, those would probably be the biggest suggestions there for reducing glyphosate exposure. Right. And get your exercise. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exercise increases like the the function of nos enzyme because it's, it's kind of mm. a sheer like thing on your blood vessels so when we stress our body and our body and our cells say i need more oxygen to produce more atp uh because uh because you know this individual is doing all this exercise then 
the body will that that natural that natural conversion nitrite to ni to nitric oxide takes place in the myoglobin like you were talking about um and then throughout the blood vessels as well right and it's it it supports enos activity too yeah right the endothelial function of it right because we need to make sure that we're dilating those blood vessels to be able to get more red blood cells, more oxygen carrying capacity and, and deliver more oxygen to the cells. So it makes right. sense, intelligent adaptation that way. So nitric oxide is so critical for, for cognition too. Mm -hmm. you know, you've got to have that circulation up there in your brain. Like even though the brain is only about 2% of our body weight, it consumes about 20% of our total oxygen. Mm. So that means like those cells have to be fed and the debris has to be carried away. So by optimizing your nitric oxide, most people can actually start to feel their brain work better. Absolutely. Got to have that oxygen. Uh, in the brain, brain, those all those neurons definitely need that. So some of the big takeaways that I'm getting from this interview here is number one is that any sort of chronic inflammatory process, chronic symptoms that you're experiencing, there's going to be some level of breakdown in the production of nitric oxide. And when we are, don't produce nitric oxide effectively because of this uncoupling effect, so that BH4 co compound needs to be coupled when it's uncoupled due to toxins, stress, inflammation, infections, um, all the different things that we're being exposed to that are trying to, are moving us in that, that, that pathway, EMFs, like you had mentioned, then uh, we end up with this uncoupling process, which then we produce superoxide, which drives up overall oxidative stress. And it becomes a vicious cycle because then that increases uncoupling uh, and continues the, the 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 process of uncoupling, which continues the process of oxidation in the body. So we've got to start by obviously getting all of that under control, trying to reduce our exposure to toxicity, ex reduce our exposure to EMFs. And then of course, we want to make sure that our diet is rich in nitrates. So things like arugula, like you had mentioned, um, and not too high in oxalates. So that's why we don't want too much spinach, too much beets. Um, but arugula is a phenomenal source to get this. So we want to consume that. We may also supplement with a supplemental source of nitrates um, coming from like, for example, potassium nitrate and uh, arugula powder and things like that. Um, we have a great one, nitric oxide powder that uh, we work with you to, to help formulate. And um, so we're taking that in and then of, co of course, you know, continuing to reduce our exposure to all the different stressors that are going to uncouple. Um, and we also want to make sure that we are avoiding mouthwash, uh, PPIs, different types of medications, antibiotics, I'm sure. And so, um, different things that are going to damage our natural gut and oral microbiome. So that way we can get the natural conversion of nitrates to, to nitrites that should be taking place in our mouth and in our gut. Um, and also trying to optimize our stomach acid production for when we eat food. Like, you know, so many people are eating on the go, right? And so when we're eating and we're stressed at the same time, we're not going to produce the stomach acid we need for proper digestion and also for proper conversion there of the nitrites to nitric oxide. So we want to make sure we're doing all of those things. And uh, also obviously making sure that outside of mealtimes that we're getting some exercise in, 
And so we get that intelligent adaptation to uh, drive up, yep, drive up more nitric oxide production and and better blood flow. Did I miss anything there? Yeah, sleep's a big one too. Mm, yeah, we'll no, talk about that. Yeah, nothing works right with sleep. Like obstructive sleep apnea is a hypoxic nitric oxide deficient state. Mm. So your oxidative yeah. stress is through the roof. And it's connected with diabetes, cardiovascular disease. And that's something we didn't mention either. Like there, there's a, a receptor called GLUT4 receptor on the cell. Yeah. It needs to have nitric oxide attached to it in order to translocate to bring glucose into the cell. Mm. Any kind of insulin resistance, any kind of diabetes, you are nitric oxide deficient. And just by optimizing your nitric oxide, you're helping your body utilize that glucose better. Yeah, super key, super key to understand. Now, taking antioxidants in general, like let's say somebody's taking resveratrol, quercetin, how does that impact the nitric oxide pathway? Do you know? Well, it helps downregulate some of that oxidative stress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you downregulate the oxidative stress, this helps keep that NOS coupled. Right. Yep. But see, supporting the nitrate to nitrite to nitric oxide pathway actually downregulates the production of superoxide, the three main pathways that produce it. So our electron transport chain, your mitochondria, makes superoxide. Mm -hmm. Nitrite helps downregulate that. The NADPH oxidase enzyme, that enzyme that I told you gets upregulated with environmental factors and infections. Supporting the nitrate to nitrite to nitric oxide pathway downregulates that. And the uncoupled NOS. Those three ways are is the way our body makes most of the superoxide. Mm -hmm. And oxidative stress and inflammation go hand in hand. And supporting the nitrate to nitrite to nitric oxide pathway downregulates all three of those. Yeah, yeah. Well, really good stuff. And it, just great job, Beth, of, of breaking down this pathway, helping people understand this more and more. And, and there's a lot more information that's coming out on nitric oxide, a lot more research coming out on it. And uh, it's just really good to, to be able to understand this at the root of oxidative stress and inflammation is this breakdown in nitric oxide production. And also really good to know that it's not actually nitric oxide causing problems in the body. You know, there's research out there. Some people would say, well, what's the nitric oxide driving up perioxy uh, nitrate and, mm -hmm. you know, different uh, peroxy nitrate and, and, and different um, free radicals, but it's actually this breakdown in this coupling process. Right. And so it's really the superoxide, like you were talking about there that's driving up the overall oxidative stress load in the system. Right. So really good to understand. I think, you know, my audience just so they're, they're really interested in understanding inflammation at a deeper level. And so I think this information is uh, just so vital for them to, to have a better grasp of. And so any, any last words of any, anything we missed or any last words, of inspiration for our audience here. Optimize your circulation and microcirculation. Mm. It touches everything. Like your your illness starts when it when your cells can't get their nutrients and can't clean away their debris. So by like 
Optimizing your nitric oxide will not be the only thing that you do to keep healthy, but it will be the base. Yeah. It has to be the base. Because if that circulation, microcirculation isn't functioning correctly, doesn't really matter what else you're taking or what else you're doing because it's not going to get to where it needs to go. Yeah, so good. Absolutely. You know, they say every every cell really needs it needs activation, it needs oxygen, and it needs nutrients, right? And so um, you got to have that oxygen being delivered through the red blood cells as well as the nutrients being delivered through good, healthy blood flow in order to get the cells components that they need. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to function. They're going to atrophy. They're going to wither away, become senescent and and malfunctioning. And so, yeah. And without the, yeah, without the circulation to carry away that cellular debris, yep. then, you know, you've got dysfunction there. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks again, Beth. Thanks for all the great work that you're doing out there, getting this information out about nitric oxide. Really appreciate you. And guys, you can also check out nitric oxide powder on Dr. Jocker's store. It's a product that Beth helped formulate and um, has all the different components that we talked about with the arugula powder, with uh, vitamin C in there, with the 5-methyl uh, tetrahydrofolate for the active form of folate. Uh, magnesium in there. It's got bioflavonoids in there, which really help with overall circulation. And so a lot of really good stuff, really the best compound out there for supporting overall uh, nitric oxide levels. So check that out. And Beth, thanks again so much for your time. Everybody be blessed. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.